Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi Cadmore, an award-winning business mindset, fertility coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a business coach and consultant to agencies, best-selling author and mum to two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. Today we are delighted to be joined by the wonderful Sophie Griffiths. Sophie loves nothing more than helping women get confident using Facebook ads so that they're not worrying that if they don't post on social media, then they won't get any clients. She's also a mum of two young girls and she runs her business around her life and she realised pretty quickly that she didn't have time for complex marketing strategies or social media that required her to be on all the time or risked being punished by the big Facebook algorithm. She is on a mission now to help small business owners to use the power of Facebook ads so that they can reach their dream clients and build an email list that they can connect with and convert to paying clients. And Sophie is also a lover of a good old cup of tea in a beautiful mug and a chocolate hobnob. <laughs> I am indeed. I don't actually have a hobnob right now, but I do. I know. Have a I can see your tea. big cup of tea, but I do not see a, ho- a chocolate hobnob. <laughs> no, no chocolate hobnobs. I can't have them in the house. That's the problem. Oh, they've been you would gone. Just eat them. Oh, are you yes. a dark chocolate hobnob though, or just a regular? Do you know? I'm just really. I love chocolate, but I'm like really particular about it. So I like a milk chocolate hobnob, but generally I would say I am more of a dark chocolate, yeah. dark chocolate mm. girl. So yeah, oh. dark chocolate Kit Kats. Yeah. We're just a yeah. mint dark chocolate mint Kit Kat. Oh, chocolate. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're all yeah. going forth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Fantastic. Well, welcome, yeah. Sophie. It's welcome. lovely to have on the show today to chat to us. Um, so we would love to know, obviously, with your two young girls and you're running this business. You know, what was your journey to get you? to this stage um, with these lovely young girls you have? Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, my whole career was corporate. I was a corporate girl through and through. You say that with such a heavy heart though. Such a heavy heart. (laughs) And then my children ruined it. Yes, so I worked for British Airways and yeah, had an amazing career there. Absolutely loved it. And um, I, just, I I kind of always say that because like, I wasn't someone who ever like had a hankering to be my own boss. Like I, I didn't really think I had an entrepreneurial like spirit really, to be honest. Um, then I had my daughter um, and it was quite a journey to, to get pregnant. And um, that took quite a bit of time. And once I had her, I was, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to go back to this big job and it's like an hour's commute and do I want her in nursery for such long hours? So it's that like almost immediately that was sort of, on my mind um mm. and then and I always think about this with mixed feelings but in on my maternity leave I was made redundant and part mm. of me was like really hurt by that like it caused quite a lot like I never got to say goodbye to everyone and I found yeah. it really hard mm-hmm. um but the flip side was that in the reality was it gave me such a massive opportunity so yeah. because I didn't have to leave I didn't have to you know because maternity pay is pretty brutal anyway um actually I got a reasonable redundancy settlement and it gave yeah. me, it gave me options. Mm. Um, so it was amazing. So after my maternity leave, yeah, I retrained as a social media manager, which I loved. And um, 
during that, I, as part of that course, I kind of set up my Instagram and my social media and connected with these other mums out there and decided that I wanted to try and help them connect with women's health and wellbeing experts. And it kind of took various forms, but um, Mm. eventually I had a partner and we set up a women's uh, health and wellbeing directory where women who were going through fertility, trying to get pregnant, pregnant, postnatal, even menopause, could access this online hub of practitioners, experts, information and, um, and a directory really. So that was going really well. Part of that, I realized that um, the experts on there were amazing at what they did, but they weren't great at marketing their businesses on the mm. whole. Um, yeah. They really struggled. You know, they they did their reflexology course and they did their, you know, their training. But then when it actually came to finding customers, they found it really, really difficult mm. um, to get out there, to have the time, to to convey what they did to people, like, you know, what yeah. benefits they could offer and why mums in particular like so little such little time um mm. and often mm. and not not even necessarily like no budget but just not like a resistance to spending money on yourself like do I really need to spend an hour going to reflexology and paying that money or you know, could I spend it on the kids mm. so um we started working with small groups on their marketing their their social media their website their email lists and just found that we found my passion really of training, which is what I did a huge amount of at BA. Actually, absolutely loved it. Then the majority of the women that were in our community were husband who was the primary earner. They were the uh, primary kind of available caregiver and then worked around the kids. Yeah. Then COVID hit and I would say 90% of them either couldn't do their job like a reflexologist. They literally couldn't work for like almost no. a year. Um, or they, um, they didn't, they did homeschooling and their husband worked. And Mm -hmm. so our business pretty much like ground to a halt. I then had my second Mm -hmm. baby in that summer. Um, so she's two and a half now. So again, it just kind of was a real pivotal moment in my life. And I was like, do I want to try and build this business back up again with my business Mm -hmm. partner? Or actually, is it time for me to kind of take this coaching and these elements that I really, really love, Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of take it to the next my next business next project so we pivoted again yeah exactly pivoted (laughs) again um retrained in facebook ads while i was on maternity leave with um my second otterly and started doing sort of management clients and interestingly like the driver was to very much go back to that training coaching but the reality is it's really hard to build that up. Mm. Like it's something new. Like it's really hard to get enough clients to make training Mm. all the time to make it actually viable. So monthly management of ads was a much easier win for me initially because I could do, I could have one or two days childcare, take on one or two clients. There was Mm. very little time I had to be on the on zoom yeah. um actually I could ha- she, I could be at my mum's I could pop downstairs and feed her then like yeah. go back upstairs and do my work it was so flexible um so that was amazing and I had some mm. incredible clients and I built my business up um and then about a year ago um I think I got to the point where Ottilie was 18 months she was happy at nursery I was happy my daughter started school last year as well so she was sort of settled after Christmas I was like do you know what <laughs> started off running this business around my children and I'm doing Mm. what's best for my children what's best for my family but I it's just not lighting me up like I 
I want to do it for me. I want to, mm. I want a business that I love and is not just a byproduct of what everyone else wants from me. Um, love that. Yeah. So, love that. so pivot again. <laughs> so I was like, okay. See a theme going on here. See a theme. I did, I know, right? I didn't throw the whole baby out with the bathwater this time. I continued, I uh, continued with my monthly management clients, but I very, as um, they either stopped running ads or decided to, um, a couple of them actually stopped their business. You know, it's pretty tough, you know, post COVID. Mm. I didn't replace them. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this time to build up my um, my training element again. So I started doing yeah. lots of one-to-one training, uh, power hours and nurture, you know, like over two or three mm-hmm. weeks sort of helping businesses and just realized that that is, I just loved it. I also launched my podcast as well. And I mm-hmm. think that platform to be able to um, share knowledge and, you know, chat with other businesses. I just absolutely loved it. Um, so then in September just gone. Um, I launched my group program, which is kind of what I spent most of last year building up to. Uh, And yeah, and it's going really, really well. So I now have this amazing balance of group course. Um, Mm -hmm. I then have one-to-one clients who I work with to help them build campaigns and then scale them. So that kind of next level where you're ready to kind Mm -hmm. of scale. And then I do have two uh, management clients, which are great for that stability that I crave. Um, Yeah you know over long term over finances yeah oh I love it Sophie and it's quite funny because (laughs) I I met Sophie back in 2020 because we both did Mm. our Facebook ads course with Emma Van Hoosen yeah and then it's funny because we tended to end up in the same master classes like oh there's Sophie oh hello hello Sophie yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, and we still and then we ended up in the same coaching court with Andrea Callan house oh there's Sophie hello Sophie again and as you do you kind of follow in the same in the same sort of um courses and and same circles isn't it yeah and you know, just you were saying there, Sophie, about the last pivot you did. I remember being on a coaching call when you took that pivot that Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. that call. And um, it's just funny. It's, you, I've watched a lot of your journey mm-hmm. from or that was sort of 12 months that we were in that that call together and stuff. And which is fantastic to see because I even did, then did your masterclass the other week, you know. Yay! So it's, yeah. it's great. And you've re-inspired me back into ads. Yeah, we were just profile, talking obviously. about that. We were. Yeah, yeah, just talking about it. I said, oh, Sophie's re-inspired me to get my get my back into ads and stuff. Um, and it's just lovely to see that, you know, you've been able to do this around your small yeah. children. And, mm. it, you know, it is obviously very doable, but obviously it's, you know, like anything, it's never plain sailing. Um, you know, what would you say to somebody who is thinking about doing this, you know, how they can overcome any of the sort of, it'll say, I don't like, we keep, Helen always doesn't like to say the word challenge, but I'm going to say it. Go on When then. challenges are Opportunity. Re- <laughs> <laughs> when, when, thing, when, when things get in the way, roadblocks and things get in the way, so what would you, you know, how, how did you get through them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely hasn't been easy um, at points. We have, I've got an incredibly supportive husband and I, through coaching, and I mean, to be honest, like the support I've had, I've invested heavily in support, mm. like heavily in coaching, mm. in programs. And over time, I've worked out what I want from coaching. And I think initially when I invested, I was just like, oh, you know, I just want general, general support. I couldn't even pinpoint what is it like? I just need help. And over time, yeah. I've realized that actually getting the specific support at different times is just incredibly helpful for me. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest game changers for me, and this sounds really, really basic, but I, I found it incredibly challenging, is articulating what I need and from my husband and from my family, um, rather than just assuming that 
it can't happen. So mm-hmm. like often, so at the moment, my husband does um, two drop-offs on like on a Monday and a Wednesday. He does a school drop-off so that I can work. And the idea is that I get like about an extra hour really from him taking the girls. Mm-hmm. And even now, like I still have to challenge myself. I think, oh, that's amazing. Like he leaves the house about half seven, quarter to eight. And so I get like an early start to the day. So that's been going on for like a year and it's worked really well. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I get this like longer day. So helpful. And then I had this epiphany literally like <laughs> two or three weeks ago. And I was like, hang on. Love an epiphany. Hang on a sec. Uh, another one. <laughs> I have a lot of them, by the way. <laughs> like, hang on a sec. Why? So in the mornings, on those mornings, um, he would get up where the girls are terrible sleepers. So mm. they're basically up at like six most days. Mm, if, if I'm lucky and so they get up at six well I try and keep my eyes closed until six anyway yeah so yeah. wake up at six and then generally he would have a shower go downstairs make a cup of tea he'd always bring me up a cup of tea like you know this is not too no, bad and then that's, that's all right, no, it's nice. so I'd sit in bed and have a cup of tea and then I'd get the girls dressed and I'd get their bags ready and I'd make sure Eliza's got her forest school and have we filled in her reading record you know all that jazz mm. and then he'd give them breakfast while I was having a shower and then off they'd go so like all in all you think like well that sounds pretty great mm-hmm. and then I was like hang on I don't even need why am I even here why am I getting them dressed <laughs> why am I like why do I even need to be engaged at all with like it's such a mental load it is such an energy drain in the morning isn't it like that whole thing of you sound like oh yeah get get them up and get them ready I mean (laughs) I mean it is such a drama sometimes like Ottilie my youngest she's so headstrong like she doesn't only wants to wear certain clothes and like she's like oh Oh, they're well. in the wash. I know. Oh my god, two year olds. Oh. Like, yeah, it's a lot. So Not I'm like, pink. actually, do you know what? Oh. Yeah, it is draining me before I've even started my day. So yeah. um, for the last few weeks, I've been I've been getting up at six o'clock and mm. either going for a swim and then working at um, at the gym until they've left the house. Um, <laughs> and all this morning, I actually didn't go to the gym. I just came in my office and shut the door. So I started work at like 20 to 7 today. (laughs) And actually, I had a cup of tea. I had my breakfast. And I was quite happy in here. I had some music on. I was like pottering around. I did some life admin. And yeah, and then I felt so good when I had my first call. Mm. Because I was like, I feel like I've had so much space this morning. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You're ready ready to go then. Yeah. Yeah. And really, all it took was me saying to my husband, "Um, on Mondays and Wednesdays, I think I'm just going to like get up and go. Is that... Is that okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm the blocker. You have to ask him the yeah. question. Is I know, okay? right, yeah. I'd, I would have just said, I'm, I'm going. I'm going, <laughs> bye-bye. I'm this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bye-bye. I would ask the question, but I see it more as a, I'm going to do this, you know, out of, I suppose, more a courtesy thing to say, <laughs> are you happy enough with it? If I do this and you do that, does that work for you? You know, yeah. type thing. And I think that's it. It's more thing. like... Change. Ella's just like I'm going goodbye. I'm going bye. <laughs> yeah. I, like I think because my husband gets up and leaves the house at half past five in the morning, so he's he's gone, you know. So when he yeah. he gets up with them one one day a week. So I'm like, right, um, if yeah. I can have an opportunity where I can go and leave the house at six, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. 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 And 
it's it's so true though it does have a massive impact on you know how it sets you up for the day and you know all joking aside by the time you know you've got up with the children I've you know taken them to nursery child minds whatever by the time I actually get back then you know I mm. don't actually start my day until about 9 30 mm. so yeah. and then yeah. I finish at you know three so actually, I'm not working a full day either. So that mm-hmm. headspace for you is is so, so important. And I mm-hmm. love the fact, like I follow you on Instagram and I love seeing your posts, your stories. I'm definitely one of those stalkers that loves seeing where you are in the morning, if you've gone for a swim, <laughs> you know, if you're in, in the gym, whatever you're doing on the gym, you know, yeah. um, working in, in the space. I love it because I'm like, yes, yes, Sophie, go on. You know, look after yourself. Brilliant. <laughs> And you know what, like I, if I'd have told my, like said two years ago that that's what I'd be doing, I'd be like, no, absolutely no chance. Like, yeah. you know, it's just easier if I'm at home. It's like, it's fine. I don't mind getting the girls ready. I'm, I'm the primary, I wouldn't say I'm like the, I guess I'm a primary caregiver mm-hmm. like around work. So for, for years when, we, when I started, like me and my husband, we did have this He's so supportive of my business, but his ingrained like cultural, like his upbringing, the cultural kind of expectations and norms are just that if our girls were ill, it would Mm. be automatically assumed that I would be the one that would not work for the day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we had so many times where I was like, I work for myself and I'm glad to have the flexibility, but whatever work I don't do, I will have to catch up. It's not (laughs) that I just won't have to do work. So can we at least approach this as a team and say, okay, we're going to have a child at home today. Like, can you work from home as well? Can we, can we Mm. juggle the day? Can my mum come over for a couple of hours? Could you call your mum and see if she can come over for a few hours? Like Mm. as a team, how are we going to approach this problem? Rather yeah. than him being like, oh, nightmare. Oh, that's going to ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. You're correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's going to ruin your day now as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get this team together. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, if we could just goodness. pull together, that would be great. But I think because yeah. of this sort of, you know, I'm working part time, I'm working flexibly, like you stopped mm. your corporate job so that you could look after our kids and so they didn't have to go into childcare and like I did but I and I love the flexibility that I have but I don't expect to be the only one that is responsible for our children like I get on an ongoing basis yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah I love the fact we've gone off on a tangent and having a moan about (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) but it's so relevant to so many people exactly it's It's so so relevant. relevant And there'll be so many people so who'd, who'd be listening to this going, oh my God, that's our house in the morning. Yeah. Yes, that happens to us. Yes, I totally get where you're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, Sophie, that's, you know, what you're saying is, is you, you've made it happen. Although there've been those sort of, mm. I just decided I'm just going to get, why am I here? You've had those epiphany yeah. moments. You've had those, but haven't yeah. even just having that conversation with your husband to say, can I just get up? Right, I'm, I'm going then. You know, you can make it happen. That's the difference. You know, yeah. so, so people who are sitting there going, "Oh, I can't because I've got to be, the, I've got to be here for them going to school, and I've got to do this." Well, you don't necessarily, you know, it's just yeah. make it work for you. I know, and yeah. I'll tell you something else funny as well. On a in my moment of asking, asking for help is something I found really hard, and it's something I find generally challenging in my life. I'm my eldest of three, and you know that real kind of good girl. 
or high achiever, mm-hmm. don't really, you know, I can do it all sort of thing. And then since having kids I've, and running my own business, you kind of realize that you, you'll just burn out if you just keep trying to do it all yourself. So I'm really yeah. lucky that my mum, uh, my mum lives close by and uh, she has uh, my youngest on a Tuesday. And again, similar thing. I get them up in the morning and then she meets me at the school and then I get home about half nine. And then mm. again, so this year I've just been all over. I feel it's like a real energy this year. I said to my mum, I was like, do you think now? instead of meeting at the school, you could just come and get the girls and take them for me? Right. Anyway, she's like, oh, well, I, this is my mum, right? So yeah. I don't get out of bed till eight, babe. So I don't think I could make it, but I tell you what, I'll send dad. So now on a, tu- yeah, on a Tuesday morning, my dad comes at five past eight and picks the girls up, takes them to school. I mean, the first few weeks he had some corkers. Ottilie decided she needed a wee. He had to like, like do it on like a green somewhere. Like honestly, it was hilarious. And mum was like, well, I don't think he's ever did one of your school runs. Absolutely. You know, he was your classic like banker in London, like, uh-huh. uh, you know, oh, five, right. half five till half seven. Like he was barely around yeah. in the week. So yeah. yeah, now in his in his diary, for his work diary, he has blocked out granddad taxi duty in the morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I love that. That's yeah. so tough. Yeah. Oh, so grateful that you were able to to have oh, your, your, yeah. your, your mum and yeah. your dad. Well, I love your mum's boundaries. I think out of bed today. I know. I don't get up. I know. I don't get up today. Okay. Okay, mum. Okay, no worries. That'll be us in years to come. No, I don't get up till eight. I'm not doing that for the oh, grandchildren. No, exactly. Yes, like I have, to do it. I've got your two-year-old all day. I need as much yes. rest as I can get. Can. But don't worry, Dad's up. He'll do. <laughs> Dad it. gets up at six. He'll come. Great. <laughs> right. Oh, bless. Oh, Sophie. So you oh, you've had all these you know changes, epiphanies, pivots, which mm. I think is is actually really essential for for growing your business. Um, and you know, fortunate they've all been really really successful. So what direction are you heading in now? What's next for you? Oh, I know. So, <laughs> I mean, the I'm hoping to stick with the current strategy for a while. Um, <laughs> Blue, so um, my course is called Bloom, and that is um, to help small business owners, I work with women mostly, to yeah. um, use Facebook ads to grow their email list. And mm-hmm. the reason why I'm really kind of passionate about that is because I think Facebook ads can feel really unreachable like mm. I'm gonna have to spend loads yeah. of money or what if I yeah. if I try and do it on my own and I I get it wrong and I waste money and like I don't have spare money lying around just to use on Facebook ads um and like monthly management you're having to not only pay for the ads but you're obviously having to pay for the person to do it as well and you have yeah. to I think before I work with someone on a monthly basis they have to have demonstrated their their product sells, they know their stats. We've got some like mm. clear confidence that if we run ads, mm. we're going to be able, it's going to be worthwhile. And yeah, often, yeah. but often ads can be so beneficial from a lot earlier in that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. it's often not the direct to purchase, the, you know, the more expensive kind of ads. Um, mm. But the lead gen ads where you're just growing your email list, they can be really cost effective. And actually you yeah. can set them up relatively easily. You can run them on like between like five to eight pounds a day. You can turn them on and off when you want to spend the money, when you want to grow your list. And then if mm. you're, if you decide to kind of take a pause or you need to like stop spending money, you just turn them off. Like mm. it's really, really accessible way of doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's what Bloom does. 
definitely yeah. benefit the people that you know people that don't know anything about ads you know even just just that information you can turn them on and off I think mm. people think when they're you know when you want to if you've got to have them on for a certain amount of time yes for the benefit I guess for the bigger benefit but if yeah. you know you you are in control of the ads aren't you and you know having a small amount of ad spend each month or not each month each day um can still be beneficial like I like I said I feel like I'm a bit of a stalker with you on stories now. So, but anyway, so yeah. when I, I look at your look at your stories and, and I love the way you show the differences. So, you know, you've mm. spent X amount on this and it's got the results for your clients. Um, and, you know, and those numbers that they spend, I always think, oh, that's actually not that much. Not I know. that much for the return. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like often on average, my, well, it really depends on your audience, but for another business mm. audience, so say like a coach or um, someone like me that works with other business owners, like mm. we're looking at between anywhere from normally about two to four pounds per per email address. So if you're spending 10 pounds a day, you can mm. expect to get between like, what, two to three to five leads a day. And yeah. that, might, that might not sound very much, but when you add that up over 10 days and 20 mm. days and 30 days, and suddenly you're sort of mm. getting like, oh, that's a hundred emails I got last month. And lot. then over yeah, a year, yeah. it's like 12, like imagine if your email list was suddenly had 1200 people yeah. on it. Like, yeah. like actually, happy days. Like happy days. Yeah. And also <laughs> like a lot of the work I do in Bloom, and this is what my first cohort, they're just finishing now. And I'm just chatting to them all about like what they've got from the program and what they've benefited from. And obviously Amazing. they've got their ads running and that stuff. But one of the main benefits, which I hadn't really clocked is we do a huge amount of work on messaging because mm. you've obviously got a really, really short amount of time to grab someone's attention. You need to be, this is someone who's never heard of you before. They need to be able to yeah. see your ad and it click with them. So mm. the first, literally like the first three weeks, we don't even look at ads. All we're looking at is your a really deep diving into your ideal client, your who who gets the best results from your work. Like who are we talking to really? Mm-hmm. And then working out our messaging from there and our lead magnets. Then we do all the lead magnet creation, all the mm-hmm. landing page creation, all the tech stuff, all the messaging stuff. I've got templates. I've got Canva templates. Like literally it's all set up so you can literally just plug mm-hmm. and play. And then they run, we'd set up the ads and then we also do... Um, the welcome sequence as well because it's so important like if you're paying mm. to get people on your email list like you want to make sure that that fur those first like four or five emails they get from you a like you give them an opportunity to connect with you but also that yeah. you like what is it that you want someone every single person joining your list what information if you could give them like would be mm. there every mm. single time like what are those five emails so we spend quite a lot of time on that and um I've got mm. yeah again like structures and templates and everything anyway like they've done all this work and you know, it takes time to implement it all and get people through the welcome sequence. And then someone came to me last week and they said, um, actually two of them, one of them last week said, I, she works with fertility clients. So people that are trying to get pregnant and she sent this email out and then she had this call with this woman and she was like, I, I booked a call with you because I got your email and I forwarded it to my husband. And I just said, that's how I feel. And I just thought that's just so powerful that she couldn't articulate it to her husband herself. But my client had done, Mm. like had got so under Mm. the surface of Mm. what those drivers were, like who her ideal client was, that she'd literally summarized it in this email for this woman who was just like, and she sent it to her husband and said, I'm going to book a call. You know, I want, I want to be feel differently. Anyway, so my client had a call with her. And then my other client, her Instagram 
is going like wild because she's using all of this messaging stuff that we've done and she's putting it into posts on there. Like she's using inspiration from like the emails and that sort of stuff. Mm. And she's getting like more inquiries, loads more engagement, loads more likes. And it's like this whole halo effect of once you sort out your messaging, your lead magnet, yeah. your ads yeah. and your email, actually it kind of kind of then impacts the whole of your marketing as well. It's yeah. not just, oh, yeah. I'm going to turn ads on and it's like one little corner over here. It's this whole ads cover, like the whole end-to-end journey of someone finding mm. you and then kind of becoming a client. So yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's such a powerful um, process to kind of go through. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, really, really fantastic. good. So what yeah. would be then, so for your top tip for anyone that's starting out in ads? Oh my goodness, mm. right. Well, my, mm, mm. Uh, my first <laughs> thing would be that pick your, my top tip would probably be that it's actually all about the lead magnet. So there's absolutely, (laughs) like your lead magnet has to call to your ideal client at the right time, in Mm. the place that they are, in language that they kind of understand. Often when people go into ads, they almost think they have to be quite formal or like, you know, um, try and like use different language. And actually, like my client who's like fertility client, she is using things like the uh, TTC, which means like trying to conceive. But in the fertility world, that is like a known acronym that people use all the time. Um, And at first she was sort of writing out like, are you trying to conceive or when you're trying to conceive? And I was like, actually, like, she was like, she said something, she sent something over to me and I was like, why aren't you using TTC in your hands? And she was like, oh, I just didn't know. Like most people might not understand that. I was like, but your clients will understand it. And that's yeah. what's important. Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't yeah. need, like, someone who's not having fertility problems to understand what TTC is. Like, you no. need your clients to that's understand it. Clients. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say work on the lead magnet. Um, and mm. just some, like, things around that is think about when, like, what is a, is there a trigger or a feeling or an event that happens before someone tries to work with you? So um, I often talk about... Uh, hypnobirth like uh, antenatal teachers and hypnobirthing is they often have a lead magnet that's like um, a birth bag list and it's Mm -hmm. a really great lead (laughs) magnet and it often gets really good sign ups because we all have a list and we like Mm. to know what other people would put in your you know oh what have I missed Mm. Uh, but if you're an antenatal teacher and when do you want people to sign up for you like the trigger for them Mm. normally is like what your 12 week scan or like maybe between your 12 and 20 week scan you're doing research you're you're finding out who you want to do antenatal like education with a but when I'm thinking about my birth bag I'm at like what 36 37 weeks like Mm. I'm kind of really at that point where I'm preparing literally for the birth like I've done my antenatal education I'm like Uh, I'm good to go yeah and I think that is something that's often really missed is that you need to be just a little slightly ahead of when they're looking to make the decision um yeah rather than really just getting emails for the sake of getting emails yeah yeah so interesting I just want to just want to share something about um <laughs> birth bag so oh, go on last week I know so last week I sold my for those of you who've got children you may know this brand skip hop so I mm-hmm. had this skip hop bag for my twins that was my bag of choice bought it for 75 quid I was like why the hell did I spend 75 quid on a bag that I'm gonna take to the bloody hospital I sold it for a fiver 
sold it yeah. for a fiver. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. And I met, and my sister messaged me. She went, it's so funny. Your bag is one of the most biggest decisions you will make mm. before oh, yeah. going to hospital. It's got to be right. And I was like, I know now, I couldn't give a shit what I chucked in. I know. In. I use my husband's rugby bag. I don't care because it's just going to get ruined. <laughs> Isn't yeah, it? I love a change though. bag. Yeah. love my change bags. Oh, oh. I love that. Go and shop for a change bag. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. 75 bloody quid. What a waste I of I think money. mine was exactly. My second one was out of Mamas and Papas because I had to get a second one with the second baby. So that was another excuse to go and shop for another bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, yeah. I nearly fought a lady over it because I saw it, liked it, thought I'll nosy around. Meanwhile, this lady came in and lifted it and I thought, oh my God, are you bloody joking me? That's my bag. And I kind of followed around the shop. Hoping she would what put it down, willing her, willing yeah, exactly. for her to put her down, and I'm thinking, put it down, put the buddy, but you put the bag back, lady, <laughs> and uh, only thankfully that in another part of the store they had other bag, bag and there, my one I liked was another one there. Jesus, I never oh, grabbed it as quick Jesus. as anything. I'm so glad yeah. that lady didn't have that. Poor lady, I, nearly, I was nearly having a bag struggle with her. <laughs> All over the bag. Yeah. Oh, so lead fantastic. magnet then is your top tip. Brilliant. Yes, lead magnet. We, Jane yes. and I were talking so about lead, lead magnets magnet. yeah. recently. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yes, yeah. we are. We are really making some changes. So things to do with them. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah. So this has been lovely. So just mm. to wrap up, um, we did start the conversation about chocolate hobnobs. And mm. we're going to end our conversation on um, what your favourite cake is. Oh, oh God! It's like asking me what my, which my favorite child is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I know you've got one. You can't share that. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I won't share. It. Um, I mean, without a doubt, if like anyone that knew me, if they had to like pick up some cake for me, it would be the chocolate, like whatever the chocolate cake available is. My mm. only caveat to that is that I don't like it. I don't like booze in cakes, so like I don't like tiramisu or anything mm. like boozy, and mm. I don't really enjoy um, like fruit in cakes. So if it's got like chocolate with like a raspberry, I'm not really so keen on that. Mm, um, but okay. like a nice rich chocolate cake, I could go for that. Mm. And yeah, would it be nice. hot or hot or cold with a chocolate cake? Mm, I mean, I probably I would I could go warm. Like, yeah, I'd probably want some cream with it yeah. if I was going to go warm. Mm. I mean, I'd actually, yeah. it's not really a cake. I'd probably normally go chocolate brownie because I yeah. really yes. like, like, a gooey, like, a gooey yes. chocolate brownie is kind of my vibe. Um, yeah. I wouldn't probably normally choose a cake cake if I was, mm. I would, yeah, I'd choose more of, like, a brownie vibe. Brownie. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, if you, like, lemon cake, I'm all for. Um, I quite like that Me crispy, too. crispy, yeah. like, you know, sugar crispy coat on top of, like, a lemon Lemon cake. drizzle up like, the lemon, 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 yeah. lemon drizzle. Yeah. I'm kind of all over that. Yeah. yeah. My favourite. I feel like, I think that's, like, my healthy cake that I could choose. Oh, my lemon you know, drizzle. Oh, okay. I like it. It's got fruit in it. Never mind the frosty, oh, frosty, sugary protein on top. Oh, Sophie, if I was just going to say, Sophie, if um, anybody wants to find you or, you know, to get to uh, find out about your courses or what you do or just follow you, where can they find you? So I mostly hang out, obviously, on Instagram, on stories. Uh, you'll find me there all the time, <laughs> along with Helen watching me. <laughs> and oh, that is, um, yeah, there I am, uh, at the underscore social underscore pod. Um, and my website is thesocialpod.co.uk. 
Amazing. Thank you so much. And I just want to say an extra special thank you to Sophie um, for helping Jane and I get this podcast up and running because we spoke to you way before we started our first season. And without you, we wouldn't even we wouldn't be recording on this software. So yeah, huge thank you for getting us going. Thank you for all your help indeed. indeed. Really grateful. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, no, I remember that call. Yeah. I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, exactly. I'm thrilled you managed to get it all sorted and it's here today. I know, I know. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, our leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review.